Hi and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Journey Happy Podcast and I'm your host, Tony Pound. I'm an independent financial advisor, health and lifestyle coach as well as a running coach living in Oxford. This podcast is a passion project of mine and brings together three of the elements that are needed to form part of a life well lived. In this podcast, I will bring you interviews and information that will help you live a more purposeful life so that you can take control of your health, wealth and happiness. In today's programme, I chat to a running buddy and fellow running coach. She's also a qualified psychodynamic therapist and runs a business called Oxford Wellness Running in which she combines two of her passions to offer counselling in an outdoor environment which may be including running or walking. She also balances her coaching business and her own training alongside being a mother of two. So let me introduce you to Emma Smith. So this was our first chat for the podcast and the recording quality wasn't as good as I'd hoped it would be. Um, but it was our first, so hopefully the quality will improve the better I get. So let's dive in. Okay. Right. Okay. So it's the first. It's the first podcast. We know we've known each other for a long time now, Emma. Uh, yeah. We've talked about doing a podcast for a long time. Um, so, as you know, this weekend I'm taking imperfect action. So, um, will this be a good opportunity um, to to get you on and talk about what it is that you do um, that fits in with the whole um, wellness, uh, physical and mental, um, for this podcast? Really, because this podcast is going to be journey happy. Um, and it's all about health, wealth, and happiness. So, um, so yeah, so the first um, of hopefully many, but it's going to be a bit odd because we know each other um, pretty well. So uh, I think the first thing we'll do is we'll just, if you just introduce yourself and let everybody know what it is that you do. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, as you said, we've known each other for quite a long time through the running club and through doing both doing running coaching together um, but I'm also a um, therapist so I trained as a therapist uh, it must be well I graduated from my uh, from my course when I was very pregnant with my son so that dates it um, so seven years I've been I didn't practice for quite a long time but then my goal was to um, incorporate the mental health benefits of running um, with the therapy. So in the last couple of years, I've set up a um, my own practice as a therapist, but all of my sessions are outdoors. Um, so they're all walking or running. Um, so you can look that up as Oxford Wellness Running. <laughs> so that's the, the wellness aspect of it. Um, and yeah, it's just, honestly, it's one of these things where, I mean, you know, I've been talking about doing this for years and I always my um, experience as a therapist was always that one-to-one in a room, um, quite formal. Some people actually find that intimidating and it can be quite a barrier to people um, who potentially need help for their mental health or just has had something happen to them that they really could do with working through with, with somebody. 
um, but the kind of idea of sitting in a room with a therapist is quite intimidating. But I mean, as you know well, like some of the best conversations you have with people are out on a on a long run or a walk, um, and that's kind of where the idea came from, really, um, to to have my sessions outdoors. And it's one of those things where it's just it's crazy how how well it works. It's just you know, I kind of I, I came away from one of my sessions just thinking this is what I'm supposed to be doing. This is this just works really well. Yeah. Um, and it's you know, there are certain obviously it's not for everybody at all, you know, um, and you do have to be prepared to be outside in all kinds of weather. Um, and I've had the downside of it is that, you know, I had the first client fall over a tree stump <laughs> this week, <laughs> okay. tree root this week, which was you know, in COVID times, my instinct was just to reach out and help her up. And obviously I can't, I have to stay two metres away. Um, so there are disadvantages to being outdoors, but um, it's just generally, I think it works really well. Um, yeah. So yeah, and that's, that's what we do. So how's that kind of journey kind of happened? Have you always been into running or, um, you know, no, no. <laughs> journey really into, into running? With running, I was one of those, I was the kid at school who point blank refused to do cross country and would hide under a bridge smoking. So no, I haven't always <laughs> loved running. Um, I got into running, um, so I've got two kids. My daughter is 10 and my son is six. Um, and when, um, just after Evie was born, she was, I think she was about 18 months old. Um, so yeah, that's that eight and a half years ago. I was, I felt, you know, mentally and physically not well at all, actually looking back on it. It's one of those things where you don't realise it at the time, but um, I was really overweight. I was really miserable. Um, and I happened to be at a baby group in Botley and picked up a flyer for a ladies only running group, which happened to meet. I was studying at the time for my therapy um, postgraduate. Um, and I happened to have Wednesday mornings off and that's when this group met um, the Garden Cafe Runners and I went along to the first session just thinking I have to do something about my physical and mental health. Right. And you know that first session running around Christchurch Meadow which is you know where I hold, hold some of my sessions so it's really kind of you know it's quite a special place to me now. Um, running around with maternity joggers on that I was holding up with one hand doing one minute 15 year old <laughs> trainers Judge Dredd t-shirt with holes in it <laughs> you know. <laughs> The opposite of all the gear all the no idea but not all the gear either and um yeah that was it really I just kind of I went basically went through a couch to 5k program with them um right. so the two leaders of that group both called Sarah who are incredibly inspirational women to me um okay. and just that first session one minute on one minute off and just you know I think sometimes people think they can't get into running because they can't immediately go out and run 5k you know we expect to be able to do that but I think yeah. the couch to 5k movement has been incredible because it teaches you that you can't just go out and run for a whole mile without building up to it so yeah yeah I guess at this where we are at the moment in the covid situation obviously running has been one of those things that we've been able to kind of continue doing um, yeah. in the format that we've been used to obviously events have all been cancelled well, there's a huge popularity in that, that yeah you go out and run yeah um, and follow the things like the, the couch 5k 
Yeah, and I don't know about you, like, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of guessing you feel the same way about it, but for me, it's been an absolute lifesaver. You know, through the first lockdown, I decided to um, run every day for 100 days because, you know, all the fundraising, I've been fundraising for Calm, um, the suicide prevention charity, but all the events that I was going to do, I was going to do Manchester Marathon and try and get a PB and all, all of that cancelled. So I decided to run for 100 days um, and I'm not a run every day advocate at all. Like I think some people it suits them really well, but you know, I need rest days. Um, <laughs> but just that in the first lockdown, that sort of commitment I made to myself to get out every day, mm. I think it was an absolute lifesaver because, you know, that's part of the principle of, um, of what I do with the therapy is part of the therapy is just being outside in nature for that, you know, for some of my clients you know, that might be the only time that they actually kind of get out and see, you know, like this morning I saw a with a client and we were in the middle of something quite heavy. I'm like, oh, Kingfisher! <laughs> <laughs> you know, and just actually the delight in in seeing that Kingfisher and it sort of, you know, it lightened the moment, but then we got back to what we were talking about, so it didn't distract too much. Um, but just, I think, just being outside and, you know, I, I do, you know, I still, I go, a lot of my clients, it's, it's walking rather than running. But, um, and I still, you know, I think you get the same benefits from from running, from walking. Yeah. But I think part of the, I think part of what helps our mental health is actually just being outside for, for a, a bit, amount of time a day. And, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure you feel the same way about it. But sometimes when, when it was homeschooling, when the, when the schools were shut, I needed that half an hour or an hour away from my kids every day, just. Yeah. There's something about running that I think, I think for me, I don't know whether this chimes with other people, but I never feel guilty about taking that time for myself to go for a run. No. I might not want to do it. It might be horrible out there and I don't want to put my trainers on. I don't want to run. But if I make myself do it, I never feel guilty about having that time away from my kids or from work. I never feel like I should be doing something else, which is quite unusual, I think, in the modern age, isn't it? It is, and there's, I think there's a tendency to feel guilty about looking after ourselves. Yeah. But certainly in this, again, in this situation, I think if you're not taking care of yourself, then you're not going to be able to look after the other people in your life no. Um, no. the way that you want to. Um, and it's funny because you know, there's that meme that says nobody's ever regretted a run. You know, you yeah. kind of do doubt that you want to go for the run at the beginning, once you're out, you come back and, you know, you've got that yeah. right. Um, yeah. It is huge, yeah, it's a huge, and it has been for me as well. I, you know, when the first lockdown, had the kids at home trying to work, um, my running just went off a cliff, really, and, I, and I, I know when I've not been out for a run for a few days, because it just, I do, I just react to things differently. Um, yeah. You know, I've not got the energy, the concentration, probably, yeah, short on temper and you know in a yeah. situation which is very there's a lot of anxiety around yeah so absolutely there was a, there was a piece published sorry yeah going out for that run has just been able it's a yeah it's just, yeah there was a piece published recently saying that um if you if you take an hour's exercise you're i can't remember what the percentage was you know i never remember numbers of anything but um <laughs> there was you were some you know quite impressive percentage more productive afterwards that you're you basically you function better after exercise yeah um, and I think you know it's all of those aspects I think all of those aspects are what is good for your mental health because 
you've got the aspect of actually taking a bit of time for yourself and it is a self-care thing and you know I can't say it without using cheesy cliches but you know the whole thing about you can't pour from an empty cup yeah. you need to kind of rejuvenate and you know I found you know there's some aspects of lot of the first lockdown when the kids were at home which there were some aspects of it that were, were really I look back on I think that was wonderful because I, I got to know my kids in a way that I don't think I would you don't when they're at school or at nursery or whatever you don't kind of spend that amount of time with them but there were other aspects of spending that much time with my kids that were not good <laughs> and not good for anybody you know and the frayed tempers and the guilt that they were watching too much tv and all of this stuff you know yeah and that they weren't getting educated properly because I'm not a teacher and I don't have the patience yeah. but I think um sorry I've gone off on a complete tangent I think all of those aspects about getting out for a run you know it's it's the it's the exercise it's the being outdoors and it's taking something for yourself and then afterwards you've got the endorphins so you know yeah it's um it's funny because obviously we've talked a lot about the the therapy side of things that you do um and the outdoor side of things yeah i actually do also do some walk and talk sessions with my um my financial clients yeah so there's something about, like you say, being outside, walking and having those conversations. It just seems to really help the conversation along. Yeah, it does. All therapy. Yeah. I think um, I think there's kind of I think one of the well, one of the reasons that one of my clients once uh, this was quite a long time ago, one of my first clients that I had that I used to see outdoors. To them, it was part of the fact one of the reasons that they, they much preferred walking um rather than kind of you know because i think it's the same thing with your financial clients kind of sitting in a room sort of eyeballing somebody can be quite uncomfortable so one of the yeah. things that they liked that they said to me was that it was less intimidating you because you're literally walking alongside with someone you're sort of you know the journey part of your journey happy fit you're, you're making that journey with that person yeah. but also i think some people really struggle with prolonged eye contact it can be quite uncomfortable so if you're yeah. walking alongside somebody Someone else said to me, it's similar to that thing which, that um, a friend said this to me, that they always have their best conversations and really get things out when you're sitting next to somebody in the car. Because it's okay, the same yeah. thing. You're not having to kind of stare at them and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think it, it does. And I think also um, I'm actually I'm reading this book that I would recommend to anybody at the moment. The, um, it's the Natural Health Service. Um, right. Have it here. Okay, you know how yeah. I get obsessed with books when I'm reading <laughs> but it's every I mean it's um, the natural health service by Ismail Isabel Hardman and everything in that and just kind of every bit of it that I really think god that really chimes that's really true and it's you know so it's just about the mental health benefits of being outside you know whether that's um you know she's a runner as well and and you know a lot of it's about running but also cycling or even you know um because I think actually we need to kind of acknowledge the privilege that we are able to run as well you know that we're able yeah. to run and walk and um you know not everybody can and some of it is um you know some of the book is about uh, bird watching or you know even kind of just just the the benefits of nature and yeah. being out in nature and i think that links to what we were just talking about in the um you know there's also something about your, your, there's something in this book, and there's something that I was that has really struck a chord with me is that you're not. You, it's actually quite helpful to have distractions from 
Do you know what I mean? Like you're, if you're looking around at, at the trees and at, sorry, it's a bit of a cliche, but you know, all kind of just spotting, you know, deer or, or squirrels or whatever, it kind of takes the pressure off that you're just thinking about, I don't know, in your case, you know, someone's financial situation. It takes away that intimidation of having to, you're 100% focused on that. And in my case, you know, somebody kind of having, trying to talk about something, some very difficult aspect of their mental health or there's something traumatic that's happened in their past. There's yeah. something about just being outside that makes that somehow easier. Yeah. 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 Sense. Yeah, totally. So when you when you're doing your your therapy sessions. Yeah. <clears throat> so what would be involved in that if somebody was to be out, you know, the whole outside element and um, the conversation piece? How does how does it kind of work? Um. Well, the conversation. I suppose. I was going to say it's that the, the well the, the the things we talk about are no different they would be to the, what they would be if I was you know I did I did my training working in an NHS counselling centre and I was I was going to say that the structure is not is no different but actually I don't think that's true I think it it has to be different because if you're if you're in a normal counselling or therapy session and you're in a room you've got the boundaries of the room, if you see what I mean, you don't have to manage time in the same way. So I have like things that I had to think about before I started this were things like um, making sure that the, that the session is the right amount of time. So, you know, what they call a therapeutic hour is 50 minutes so that you, you can have 10 minutes before the next client right. to kind of, you know, get your head back in, you know, away from thinking about one client to thinking about another. So that, I had to make sure that the routes that I walk on are 50 minutes, you know, and with one client, that's two laps of a park. And with another client who walks really fast, like faster, I'm practically trotting to keep up with them. That's three laps, you know, so I have to be quite aware of, and it's quite easy to, it's quite easy to mess up that, that time boundary because you, you can end up starting another loop and thinking, oh, blimey, I've got to be back in five minutes. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, so it is different, but um, and I think it's different as well because when you're sitting in a room with somebody, it's literally just you and them and your two brains working on on whatever. But when you're outside, you know, you're not going to not stop and see a kingfisher, and you also have to manage the fact that um, that there are other people in the park. So you know, I've had instances where we found ourselves walking at the same pace as somebody who's just in front or just behind us <laughs> right. and you have to kind of think okay well they can totally hear everything we're saying so we need to manage that so we either have to kind of and I said to clients okay should we just pause here a moment and let them go past because yeah so there's also the boundary of confidentiality that you don't want to be you know actually quite often I've, I've seen other runners that I know as well and you think luckily most <laughs> of the most of the people that I know well enough to stop and have a chat with know that if they see me with somebody they don't know yeah that <laughs> it may yeah. be a client so you know i'm not being rude but i'm not gonna stop and say hi <laughs> yeah um, and it's, it's, so and it's looked like it's developed really well recently isn't it even with the covid maybe because of covid i think i think it partly is because of covid because i think you know that's the other thing that regular therapy like other therapists that i'm you know in my in my network they can't they're doing everything on zoom because they can't be you can't be in a small room face to face with somebody you know yeah um, so i don't know any other therapists that are seeing clients face to face so that's another kind of 
great advantage to it, you know, um, yeah. that I can carry on seeing seeing my clients and having that human contact with them. Not actual contact, obviously, <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah, because you also obviously coach um, running clubs. Uh, yes, yeah. That which was on and then is off again. Yeah, yeah. Um, <clears throat> so this is, uh, so it doesn't have to be somebody who wants to run with you then for these sessions. It can be, it sounds like the majority of them are, are walking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So some of what I've recently seen then is that you're, you're doing um, a kind of, you, know, you want to be able to help more people. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that, the post that you, you put up recently. Yeah, so that's um, so there's a guy called William Pullen, who is an author and therapist. He works in London and he does his um, his thing is, is called dynamic run. Uh, yeah, DRT, dynamic running therapy. Um, and that's he does um, all of his therapy sessions or I think, you know, not maybe not all of them, but he does a, a, a lot of, of his sessions whilst running. Um, and he's been, he also does a lot of stuff about mindfulness in running. So um, I'm trying to remember the title of his book. Anyway, if you look him up, William Pullen. It's a very so good run, run for your life, is it? Like? Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's about that um, mindfulness in running. Yeah. He, um, so he, put, he contacted me recently and said that he's trying to put together a, an initiative where people who work in mental health and runners um basically just reach out to that it's an instagram thing and it's just to reach out to your network and just say offer a you know just a one-off walk and talk um and just you know if somebody's really struggling and it's not a therapy session it's just a chat um right. so it's just about making that human contact with people yeah. so you know if somebody wanted to if somebody felt like they were really struggling um and they just wanted to reach out to someone and just have a bit of a natter um if they were in oxford obviously i would meet them one-to-one -one and you know it'd be socially distanced and we could actually meet and have a walk and a chat yeah. or on the phone so yeah i think it's just as he put it that we're, we're actually you know there is a mental health crisis at the moment with the pandemic and i think the the sort of mental health effects that this pent up pandemic is having have not necessarily been looked into. I mean, I just, I wonder, sorry, this is a slight tangent, but I do wonder, you know, if we're going to, if there's going to be research done in the future, what it did to people, not being mm. able, you know, people that live alone, not having any human touch for however long this has been going on for, like, you know, however long yeah. it will go on for, say a year, you know, not actually kind of, you know, like it just—it's just awful. You know, think about sort of people in, you know, older people in in care homes and stuff that, you know, wouldn't have had a hug for a year. It just absolutely breaks my heart. Or what it will do to, you know, our kids that they can't hug their grandparents and that kind of thing. So, I think you're right. I think I think unfortunately, yeah. it's it's the looking backwards will tell. Well, we all know the importance of that. You know, the community people want to be part of. Yeah. So when we're forced to, yeah, um, and just things like you know, for some people, they're only you know. I know for a lot of us runners, you know, like I don't know about you, but outside of my social life with my kids and and really old friends, my main social life is the running club, and yeah. not being able to meet in groups. I mean, you know, we still we can all still meet each other one to one, which is a absolute godsend. I think that you can sort of meet a, one other friend at this time around. But yeah. 
know, not being able to go for those, I really miss those big group runs, you know, where we'd all kind of mix up and chat with each other, didn't we? And, you know, it was, and, yeah. and I don't know, not, not having events has been really... It's kind of robbed you of the purpose, doesn't it? We yeah, it does. That's why we run, but we also like to train. Um, yeah. And I know there's been a lot of virtual events people have trained for. It's just having that bit of structure, that purpose to your event. Yeah. Um, and obviously, being runners, it's the coffee and cake afterwards. It's, yeah, it sure is. <laughs> okay, so if somebody wants to kind of find you, get in touch with you, where where can they find you? Okay, so they can just, um, if you just Google, my website is Oxford Wellness Running. Um, and there's, there'd be a link to the, the my email is is also Oxford Wellness Running at Gmail. Um, okay. So, yeah, they can, they can contact me there. Yeah. And how about social media? Where are you on? Um, on Instagram, I'm mbot underscore runs. Um, yeah, so that's Instagram's my main obsession. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, I don't take actual photographs of my clients because that would be completely unethical. <laughs> yeah. See quite a lot of pictures of squirrels um, and selfies and ducks. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. Well, thanks, Emma. Um, that's great. Thank you very much for your time and, and best of luck with that. Thank you. Right.